0: what is going on guys and welcome back to another great installment of the rufus rundown this is episode five i'm your host lucas ferrer and i just want to get started off by saying the website is well on its way i made the payments Uh, i've been i've been working with the guy creating it it's well on its way uh within a few weeks or so two two three weeks the website is going to be here um, so I just want to say thank you to everybody who's you know been backing me all this time. Website's probably going to be here, and a lot of different things are going to be coming anyway, like the podcast coming off of Apple and Spotify, and also the gaming content. Uh, I'm going to be getting a gaming capture, the face cam, all that stuff. That's all going to be coming with the site, and a couple of different things with the site as well, as well, like blog posts and stuff like that. So that is all well on its way. That'll be here in two or three weeks. So I'm incredibly excited for that. I hope you guys are excited for that as well. Um, so I thought I'd just hit it off with that. And also, uh, shout out Ethan Souza. Um, if you guys haven't seen the new logo yet uh, on the social uh, media pages, please go check it out. Or you'll see when I post this. The new logo looks absolutely incredible. He sent me a couple of uh, logos over. Um, Ethan Souza is the man. Uh, great graphic designer. So if you need any of that done, hit him up and check him out on his design page uh, at, at Ethan Souza Design. So without further ado shouting everybody out. Let's get right into the sports here. So divisional round weekend. Um uh, was not as good as wild card weekend. I mean still six and two straight up against the spread. Not not great last week. One and three. The Eagles covered. Cowboys could not cover. Um Chargers did not cover for me. What an idiotic pick that was. I Looking back on that, I just can't even believe that I actually took um, the Chargers in that one. In- incredible stupidity on my part. Uh, Patriots played perfect football and rolled to that one. My, 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 pick, my only right pick was the Chiefs. Andrew Luck did not look comfortable outside. The Chiefs continued to play very well at home. Been some amount of games. They haven't allowed more 30 points at home, and I did not think that was going to be a shootout. Uh, Mahomes played pretty well in the weather, obviously. No passing touchdowns at no the rushing touchdown, but, you know, they don't need him to, you know, throw six touchdowns a game. They need him to manage the game. They have weapons around. Just get it in the hands of the people they need to and manage the game. Alex Smith was not very good at that in the postseason. Uh was not able to convert on big third downs and just. Have the little extra creativity, have that clutch gene that I believe Mahomes does have. Mahomes being the special talent he is. And it is not the Arctic blast that they predicted earlier in the week. So um I'll get into into the Patch Chiefs right now and who I like in that one. It is not the Arctic blasts. It was supposed to be in the negatives. The feel like was like negative twenty two, negative fifteen, whatever it was. It's not gonna be that. It's not even going to be that windy. My thing with the cold is, yes, the cold sucks, and that would have been historically low cold, but I've played in the cold before. Adrenaline takes care of a lot of that. You really don't feel a lot of it. I mean, you get off the bus, so you get off you get off the bus, the plane, whatever. It stings a little bit, but in terms of actually playing, adrenaline does handle a lot of it. And as long as it's not windy, Mahomes was going to be able to throw the football. But now, either way... Mahomes is still going to be able to throw it, get it to his perimeter guys, which is going to create big issues for the Patriots. Um, but a big enough issue to knock them out, I'm I'm not sure. My thing is is that the entire country wants to, besides New England of course, wants to see the Patriots go down. And year after year, we continue to doubt the New England Patriots, the, the greatest dynasty in the professional sports world ever, ever. Um, And it's not up for debate. They are the greatest dynasties to ever exist in professional sports. And time after time, we continue to doubt them. Tom Brady's going to fall off a cliff, and the dynasty's over, they're not going to bounce back. And time after time again, they prove us wrong. At, At what point do we realize... That they're, all, that they're at their weakest when everybody thinks they're going to win. When everybody goes out and says all oh, the Patriots are going to roll in this one. Last year in the Super Bowl, the Eagles. The only people giving the Eagles a shot were Philly fans. And, and, and the Eagles go out and roll. So the Patriots are at their weakest when they have these expectations. When, when, when they're expected to win. When you make, create an underdog out of the greatest dynasty in sports, it just makes zero sense to me. If you want the dynasty to fall... Give bulletin board material to the Chiefs, they maybe need a little extra motivation. They shouldn't, but I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't mind it. The Patriots are the greatest dynasty that ever exists in sports. They don't need extra bulletin board material. You're just pissing off the Giant more. I I know they haven't played well on the road this year, but it's just, it's the Patriots. And for everybody, including myself, I didn't think the Chargers were going to upset them. I just thought it would have been closer. With the far more talented team, time after time again, they will bump into far more talented teams. They more talent all around the field than the Patriots, aside from maybe the quarterback spot and the coaching position. And the and the Patriots will find a way. They will take away your weapons, your biggest weapons. They will play that type of style of defense that leaves one thing open. They want you to take risks. They'll they'll, they'll give you the stuff you like, but you're not going to succeed with it. They're going to give you the stuff you're comfortable with. They're going to let you get a couple of yards at a time so you can get a field goal. They'll bear down. They, they won't give you that space the whole time. They'll, they'll bear down at the end. Or you can take some shots and take some risk, and that's when they force you into turnovers. But the only time we've really, really seen is when teams succeed with those risks. They take those shots, and they... They they go against the flow of play, and that's the only time really I see the Pats get upset. Like the Philly Philly play with the Eagles, like they all they large wrists either look really really dumb against the Patriots, or they put them in a coffin, so to speak. They 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 change the persona. All of a sudden, the dynasty's over when people take these chances, take these shots at the Pats, and kind of, and shock them and shock the world. But it, it, it's it's in no way are the patriots underdogs in this game until we created this narrative that they had no chance i mean i think what happ- what happened back in week 5 is really doesn't have much of an effect on this game besides the fact that you know injuries and such i mean this i mean Gronk is he going to empty the tank is he ready to go or is he still banged up Eric Berry's back for the Chiefs, but is he 100%? I mean, if Eric Berry's covering Gronk in coverage, I guess we're just throwing two handicapped players in each other, and there's basically 10 men on the field at, at, at that point. If, if they're both as hurt as they have, have been, or do both of which empty the tank, or is one good to go? There's a lot of things in this in this game that really scream Kansas City, but it's why it's dangerous in a sense. I mean, the Chiefs favored by three. And that's strictly the home field. It really is pick 'em in this way. It's it's really just a pick 'em. The home field advantage being three worth three points. And last week, Mahomes was able to matriculate the ball down the field. Just keep matriculating the ball down the field, boys. And uh, actually, fun fact for you with uh, Hank Shot: matriculate is to be enrolled at a college university. Uh, not quite the word. Regardless. Patrick Mahomes able to move the ball last week. No turnovers. That that's going to be the big thing. If he against the Pats, if they can not if he do, if he doesn't force anything, not that he's been prone or known to force. There's been a few times where he's thrown some interceptions. I mean, late of course, but like way past of like the time where it's actually game winning drive time where they're just throwing up, you know, desperation and stuff. Uh, he's He's been known to try and create a little too much. If he can just manage the game, not turn the ball over, and do what's asked him when, this, when his numbers call, which I think he understands, he's matured a lot throughout this season. I think the Chiefs have a very good shot here. But if you're using your wallet to put your money where your mouth is in this game, I don't think you can bet against the Patriots. I mean, at the worst, they cover the spread. I, I think the Chiefs can win this game not... And it's not going to be a blowout. I mean, I I don't think this either team... I mean, if there's anybody that can blow out a team here in this game, I I think the Pats can come out and blow out the Chiefs if they shock them and the Chiefs, you know, choke it away like they normally do. But, I mean, Andy Reid has 12 career postseason wins. He's, I mean, people want to say he can't win the big game and everything like that. I understand. But he's still no slouch in the postseason. And there's been seven times in which Bill Belichick in his career has had 40 points score on him. And Andy Reid's done it three of those times. So, there's still a really good chance here for the Chiefs, but it's going to take some really good football. And they didn't play their best football last week, obviously not their worst, they won a playoff game, but they weren't perfect last week. Now, on the other hand, the Patriots were. The Patriots played perfect football last week against the Chargers. Very, very hard to replicate, especially if you're going on the road on a shorter day's rest than the team you're you're, you're traveling to face. The Chiefs uh, played on the Saturday, of course. They have a one-day advantage on the Patriots. And it's just tough to replicate a performance like that. And I think if they, they need to keep it under. They need to keep the game relatively low scoring. Um, I, I don't think they have the ability to go toe for toe with Mahomes after having the week they had last week. I don't think you can just go score for score with Mahomes. At a, at a certain point, the, the Pats are going to get tired. Or there's going to be mistakes made. I just think you can't go just you can't go shoot out with Mahomes this game, and I don't think that's what it's going to be. And regardless, I think the Chiefs still have a good shot in both. I don't think this is really just, like I said, it's pick 'em, and and it really is. It's not something I think is going to end in a blowout. I mean, if any team does it, I think the Pats go on the road and shock the world and blow them out, and it would not surprise me even the slightest bit for that to happen, just based off of history alone. If you're betting man, you can't bet against the Patriots. You like money? Don't don't bet against Pats. The, the Pats win. the cover spreads. It's what they do. They upset the greater population of this planet of football fans. Why why continue to bet against them? You're just giving them. they are just throwing fuel more fuel on the fire. But that, that's my take. I, I I mean personally, even though I'm from New England, I, I would like nothing more than to see the Patriots lose by forty this week. Get blown out like fifty to ten. just get absolutely blown out and the dynasty be over. I mean, I don't think that happens. The Pats have 12 draft picks, even if they lose in this game, if they do get blown out. I mean, they have 12 draft picks next year. Brady's coming towards the end, but he has not really shown that he's slowing down that much. He can still be a very productive quarterback in this league. But I would like nothing more than the Pats get blown out this week. I'm so sick of how fast Boston media and Boston sports fans are able to just, after one loss hop off the bandwagon and then all of a sudden they go on a little run like this and all of a sudden the Patriots can do no wrong and everybody knows about football everybody thinks they can talk about football everybody's all of a sudden the the analyst, and they're the smartest person alive and everybody knows what to do and everybody's smarter than Belichick and nothing pisses me off more than that I mean there's holding there's being critical of your team but at the same time that uh, I mean, I remember after the Pittsburgh loss, I heard Zolak talking about what they have to do in the offseason to get better. Like, they didn't have a postseason run to go on after that. Like, they weren't going to end up the two seed. I I mean, at a certain point, you can't have these expectations because the dynasty's not going to last forever. I mean, at least you'd have to think it wouldn't. But there's nothing that pisses me off more than just the fans that are like, oh, still here, still here, but at the same time, they've... They gave up. They would give up on the season after losing to Pittsburgh, and they they give up the whole way through. Patriots have the better shot of winning this football game than the Chiefs do. I, even though it is at Arrowhead, I think the Pats. It, I think the Pats have the better chance just because of experience. Nothing against Mahomes. As much as I love the kid, it's it's just what they do. It's just what a dynasty does. When you call Tom Brady's number, when you call Edelman's number, when you call these guys' number. James White catching fifteen passes. These guys know what they have to do. It's nothing new to them. And in can- in, in in Kansas City, I mean, I, like I said, there's a different gene with Mahomes, but it doesn't really. I don't think it comes down to Mahomes. I think it comes down to which team can keep the ball out of the other quarterback's hands. You know, if you can take these long, slow drives and keep the ball away from Brady or keep the ball away from Mahomes, even for even a minute or two longer than you, you you'd like to or assume to. Um, that's what it's going to take. You know, if they can keep the ball away from the quarterback, that's why I like the under, and that's why the Pats, the Pats run game, they have a bunch of different weapons. Not that Damian Williams is in a weapon. People are underestimating him. A lot of people have said that, oh, the Chiefs don't have Kareem Hunt. That's who they were really worried about last time. They're playing a scheme. They're not playing a player. And the player in the Chiefs backfield has put up over 100 scrimmage yards for his past four or five games. He had Damian Williams has been a dominant running back uh, for the Chiefs third string now. Even when Spencer Weir going out, and I believe Spencer Ware is set to play, so they add some depth there. So the backfield is still a threat, and it's still a threat mostly mostly because Mahomes is going to find a way to get in the ball, and the scheme still works. The offensive line still the same, and everything. And, he, and Williams is a very, very, very hard runner. So it, it's not like there's not a weapon there. It's it's not like they're going to say, oh, we're not playing Cream Hunt. We can take it. We can you know, we can take a it, it's it. over we can take a playoff or we don't have kareem hunt oh there's no chance we have in this game there's it's not anywhere close to that williams is a threat um belichick i'm sure has prepared for him but within this offense it's really really hard to contain any certain weapon Uh, i mean Tariq Hill over 140 yards three touchdowns last time the team's met i don't think that happens again but again it would not surprise me if it happened and if that happens the chiefs win this game now if he only goes off for 98 yards in a in in one touchdown, I I'm not sure. I um, mean, they contained Kelsey last time. They took away Kelsey. Did they try and take away Tariq Hill this time? You know, normally that Belichick's very good at taking away the best weapon a team has to offer. And I'm Tariq Hill is the best weapon. Tariq Mahomes and Tariq Hill. And you can't. I don't think you can take away Mahomes. Mahomes is going to dominate no matter what. Um, but Tariq Hill, how do you take him away? I don't think you have anyone fast enough to keep up with Tariq Hill. And you just have to, at this point, stop everything else. You know, slow the run, slow Kelsey, slow the outside other guys outside of Tariq Hill. And just contain it to him. Contain the production to him. And that's how the Pats can win this game. Now, if you have Tariq Hill and Kelsey that are uncoverable, now, now you have an issue if you're the Pats. But, final verdict. If you like money, you take the Pats at plus three. Um, moving on. Saints-Rams, now my Cowboys pick with the upset, the bold pick, did did not pan out, and they did not cover either. Um, They were tipping, I believe it was 90-plus percent of their plays at the line of scrimmage, so the Rams knew exactly what was coming before the ball was even snapped. So, great bet that was, when when the team's literally screaming to them, basically, what's coming next. Uh, Dak Prescott, was not great, but he was good. You know, they, I mean, when you slow the run like that, Dak needs that run game to be good for him to be good for now with Lenahan as the offensive coordinator. But he is now out, so we'll see where that goes next year. But that'll be for a later episode. Um, I, I think Dak really kept him in that game. I mean, the Rams, while holding the Cowboys to, like, I believe it was under, obviously, under 100 yard rushing, and it was in the 50s, were still, we're, I mean, the Cowboys were still in that game. Even with tipping their plays and everything. And the Cowboys still only 8 points away. So, I'm still not dead set on the Rams. But, going back to New Orleans now. New Orleans obviously looking terrible in that first quarter. Awful. As a Saints fan, I was disgusted. Absolutely disgusted with the performance in that first quarter. 21-0 O- almost what twenty-one nothing was almost worthy of turning that game off. Um, but arguably, after that first quarter, the Saints might have played the most dominant three quarters of football you've seen all postseason. I mean, them them and the Patriots. I mean, twenty to nothing. I mean, the unanswered run. I mean, now Alsh- Alshon Jeffrey catches that pass. Maybe we're having a different conversation. But I'm not sure. The the Saints defense has really you know come together. And played somewhat of that Ben not break style. I mean, it really started with that Rams game. Once they had that closing drive, forcing that turnover, then that last score, um, the Saints defense has really come together well down the stretch. Um, and I think they can do the same thing here. Jared Goff doesn't travel well in the dome. You know, I mean, even though as well as he played last time, the domes been, I mean, all those uh, delay of games and a couple of those false starts you see all coming down to that crowd level, that crowd noise level, and if the Saints can keep it up and bring that energy from the Mormons Taysom Hill, uh, like I tweeted out uh, that day, who knew a Mormon could bring so much uh, energy to a football game, Um, Taysom Hill, it's been an electric season for him, it's been incredible to watch him play. And and it brings back memories of that 2009 Super Bowl where they went for the onside right out of halftime. That aggressive decision, that fake punt, bringing all that energy. I mean, I obviously as a fan, I don't want to see a break, a fake a, us have to fake a punt when we're down 14 nothing for the crowd to finally start get like start going. But he really brings that kind of energy to that team to the field, and it just gives me memories and gives me goosebumps. That 2009 uh, on, onside kick, that aggressive call. And, and that's the kind of results that Taysom Hill can bring to you. That's the kind of energy. That's the kind of this mixed bag of talent that Taysom Hill has. Now, the Saints obviously banged up. You know, they're going to be without Ben Watson. Uh, Kirkwood exited injured. They're not sure if he's going to be ready to play. And the Rams very healthy. And the Rams going off for almost 300 yards rushing with Chubby C.J. Anderson off his couch from four weeks ago. Um And Todd Gurley. And Todd Gurley looks like RB RB two right now to CJ Anderson at one. See uh, the Rams' offensive line playing very well, but the the Saints a very good uh, run stopping team. But now they're without Sheldon Rankin. Sheldon Rankin's exiting with that torn uh, Achilles injury. So the Saints definitely banged up, and I'm not sure which way to go. I mean, looking look non biased. When it, it was it's at three now. So the Saints are minus three. When it was minus three and a half, I liked I like the Rams. I, I that extra half point had me. But so many people have bet the Rams now it they dropped that half point, so where do you go? Well, I like the Saints money line. I think the Saints can win in the nail biter more than more more than anything. I mean I think it's close, but I just don't see a team led by Jared Goff. I mean, I like Jared Goff, don't love him. But he's, he's 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 a good quarterback, not a great. I would I'd be hard pressed to say very good, but he is a good quarterback. You you can build around him. But what they have built around him is really an overrated defense. Uh, the the Ndamukong sue really doesn't show much. Donald's a great pass rusher, but you don't really see much of him against the run. Uh, Peters got torched when he was the nearest defender to Thomas the last time they met. A touchdown over 100 yards. I mean, Thomas puts up the record for receiving against them. Uh, Talib is back, and they're better with Talib on field. But no one's been able to cover Michael Thomas at this point. I mean, he's really been shut down against Dallas, and I don't see them anywhere in the playoffs anymore. So I, I just can't see the Rams traveling into the Superdome and handing it to the Saints. it, it, it could—it's going to be a game. It's—I mean. It's the conference championships, but home home teams in the conference championship game are I believe ten and zero straight up in the last five years. So um, it's I find it hard pressed to bet against um, the Saints in terms of a money line pick. Do the Rams cover the spread? We go double dogs this week um, at the minus three. I would not. I, I would take the Saints. Um, I like so I, my two picks this week. I like the Saints. By a score of 28-23. Um, and I like the Patriots. By a score. Of 28-27. So I, I think we got a Saints-Pat Super Bowl. The two veteran QBs got it done. The two forty 40-year-old QBs. get Take care of their business. Get what they need to get done. And it's going to be Pat Saints Super Bowl. And that's... And, I'm not necessarily sure that's what people want to see. What people want to see is Chiefs-Rams. The media wants to go crazy. The media wants to tell you that Sean McVay is the next Gruden. He's the next Belichick. He's the next Parcells. He's the next Genius Landry. All, all that will be out there if McVay makes it in a second year with all these free agent signings, high-priced talent. And then his Peyton and Breeze chokers. They can't get it done, even at home. Is the dynasty over? Uh, I mean, that's what everybody wants to see, if it was Chiefs-Rams. I mean, the dynasty's over, Brady's going to retire, Belichick, oh, it would be just an absolute uh, crapshoot. It it would just, all over the place, media would be going wild, Um, is Mahomes the next greatest ever, does Andy Reid suddenly now have Bill Belichick's number, it would go on and on and on. And that's the narratives everybody wants, but I'm not sure if it's the ones that everybody's going to get. And I still think it's easily marketable to market the two 40-year-old quarterbacks, but obviously it's easier to market the two incredibly young gunslingers you have in Jared Goff and Mahomes. And you put the teams that put up 54 and 51 outside in Los Angeles in a dome, all of a sudden you have this market frenzy for this year's Super Bowl. And another thing I want to touch on to, to end here, um, wa- watching the Saints-Eagles game and the way that Foles played and the Eagles played, the Eagles are going to be one of the toughest teams in the NFC for the next 10 to 15 years. Obviously, they announced Wentz as their guy. But he just needs to ha- has to stay healthy. Needs to stay healthy. He's an incredible talent. But I, I just want to make sure of one thing: his leadership. I still have questions about his leadership. Um, if there's one thing I've seen in Foles, obviously we haven't seen that full season on Foles. It's a hard comparison for me. I, I I haven't been able to be dead set on an opinion here because we've only seen Foles making these playoff runs when the people around him already understand that these are must win games. They have to elevate their play no matter what. My thing with Foles was like, well, obviously he understands how to be a leader. He's a very good leader. He elevates the play of those around him, but the games that Foles has played in have all been games where they're must-wins anyways. They can't lose. They have to go on these runs. So it, it's tough to say that he has this ability to elevate the play of, of, of those around him. I think he does. I think he has like he's a very good leader, very good. He's going to start somewhere. He should start somewhere at Jacksonville or Of Miami the likes of those he should go there and and he should have a legitimate shot to be starting I'm not sure about the I think he should have a chance to start for the Eagles I don't think he's the guy but if he's not and Wentz isn't then who is it who who do you take Wentz needs to step up be the leader he he needs to stay healthy first off I mean the guy puts up statistically one of his best seasons recovering from a torn ACL and also playing with fractured vertebrae in his back i like to see the guy fully healthy, but even throughout college and even high school, they've been saying he hasn't been able to maintain that, hasn't been able to maintain good health. So I, I think Wentz is the safe decision there. Uh, Foles is going to go somewhere, I believe, and get paid. And regardless, the Eagles are such a dangerous team. I mean, dealing with all that turmoil, there's almost something Belichickian to the way Doug Peterson is able to manage that team. I, I mean backup quarterback injuries secondaries all banged up i mean they're using like practice squad players in the secondary there's no names out there in the secondary um and and they're all hanging in there i mean peterson's been a great hire for them and it's put them in position to be one of the best teams not only in the nfc but the nfl for the next 10 15 years so i always wanted to touch on that um and also just a couple questions for you guys um um. obviously football is going to be coming to end. only three games left in the season, the two championship games, and obviously that thing they call the Super Bowl. But um, what you guys would like me to talk about, just leave your suggestions. I mean, the gaming content is going to be coming with FIFA. There's still going to be Madden on the gaming content. But I mean, I'm a big Premier League soccer guy. I'll talk Premier League soccer. Baseball's going to be coming up. Not a big NBA guy, but I will get into it. Just let me know what you guys want to hear about. Um in terms of ideas for gaming, it's gonna be mainly sports related games and career modes and stuff. So shoot me some ideas for that if you'd like. Um that should be dropping soon enough on the YouTube channel once I get the capture card and the face cam and everything in. But it's all gonna be start coming together. Um podcast might be a little bit slower in terms of episodes coming up. I got um I have some school coming up. So I'm going to be slowing down a bit until at least the site launches and I'm able to, you know, launch on Apple and stuff and I have a place to finally put these and get some clicks on. But it's all going to come together within a couple weeks. Um, February is going to be a big month for the Rufus Rundown, the website, the podcast, and everything. So everybody, thank you for tuning in and see you next time.